Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Not just any Friday, the Friday of the first ever road course race in the Monster Energy Cup Series playoffs from the Roval. So if you're new, that's road course plus oval. Just in case we're catching everybody up. Uh, it is a Friday. It's the weekend. And this one is a monster with the Dales, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Jarrett, and the driver who qualified 18th in the number 34 front row motorsports car, Michael McDowell. Thanks for coming over here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You guys got a great view up here. I know. We try. We try. This is all for you. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so most weeks, I think if you said, okay, I outqualified Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin, that'd be great. But are you satisfied with your lap? No, I'm not satisfied. You know, we have high expectations coming here. And into any road course, uh, the times were very close to make it in that second round. That's always the goal, um, to get in that second round, that fast 12. And uh, we are close with the K-Love Radio Ford. Um, just a few little mistakes. Uh, just didn't get the perfect lap. And, and we really needed a perfect lap today to advance. We didn't quite have the speed that we'd hoped for, but um, we got two practices tomorrow, so hopefully we'll get it dialed in. And um, But it's going to be an exciting race. Uh, I definitely was looking forward to this race and um, a little disappointed with qualifying effort, but still a lot to uh, accomplish in this weekend. What is the what is probably the diff most difficult thing about this racetrack? You said there's some things to work on tomorrow. Tell me what those are, but tell me what's been the toughest part about getting used to this racetrack. Well, the toughest part for me is actually turn seven and eight coming on to uh, NASCAR turn one. And uh, the biggest thing is, is you carry a lot of speed and you got to woe it up and you're trying to get the, the best shot off as you can. And uh, for me, I thought that going into qualifying, I watched some dart fish, watched some of the video. I needed to open up my entry, do a couple things. And I thought, OK, I'll make a few adjustments and I'll find find that speed that I needed. And I uh, just wasn't able to get the car to do what I needed it to do. And so uh, that's the biggest thing is as you transition through these chicanes as you see through here um, high commitment you're laying it all <laughs> all on the uh, the road there and it's a matter of inches and um, and this is a very very demanding racetrack from the standpoint you got to be aggressive and attack it but you only have a few inches on the exit so um, as we saw in qualifying with with a couple of the cars catching the wall there Hey, I was, I've talked to a lot of drivers and something I said the other day that they, somebody asked me where I thought the best place to pass was. I said when somebody spun out. <laughs> yeah. go by them. But do you see good passing opportunities here or is it just going to be trying to make your way there uh, this first race here? I think there's a couple passing opportunities, but more than anything is when the tires start to fall off. If you can be in the mirror of the guy in front of you and you get him to swing a little bit wide, a little bit wide, and that's what happens. Everything compounds through this racetrack. So if you miss it by a couple feet, the next corner is a couple more feet and that's when you'll get that opportunity to have a hole kind of plug your nose in there and take the spot I think it's going to be more of that forcing somebody into a mistake and then taking position um, the infield's tight twisty but it's slow enough speed that you can take a few chances and get wheel to wheel without without jeopardizing too much you mentioned something about tire fall off so this is a brand new surface for the most part 
and a pretty durable hard tire. Where are we getting this tire fall off at? You know, I'm not sure if it's just heat related or where or what it might be. You know, today uh, with the, the shorter practice for us at a road course, didn't really make long runs, just making a few adjustments. So tomorrow we'll really see. But, um, you know, here at the test, uh, we went through several different compounds of tires. And, and I think there's just the curbs and some of the more abrasive, um, you know, curbs that we're not used to. Normally we have those concrete curbs that, you know, have been smoothed over for years. And now we have these big plastic curbs and uh, the tires seem to respond a little bit different. But I think more than anything is the tires still build, they still get heat, and they're still good fall off. Um, whether or not they'll recover is going to be the biggest question. So what I'm saying about that is the caution comes out. Is that enough time to let those tires cool and stay out and maybe not put tires on them? You know, I'll be watching closely tomorrow that Xfinity race to see see how the tires recover. Yeah, we talked about that might be the most watched Xfinity race, especially <laughs> yeah, by drivers that aren't in it. Uh, my, I think everybody has talked about, and we've seen uh, a lot of things happen back on the chicane uh, towards the end of the back straightaway. Uh, I think they envision too wide back there. We were back there yesterday, and you might put two cars back there too no. wide. But trying to my go goal, there. my goal is to not go too wide with anybody all weekend going into that <laughs> uh, the chicane on the backside. And um, the the main reason is is that if if one driver decides that they're going to stay committed, that's it. You're not going to run side by side through there. It's going to be a game of chicken, and I'm hoping that at the end of the race you're in a big enough gap that you don't have to play chicken with somebody else <laughs> yeah i think it's going to be similar to uh, the chicane at the back stretch of uh, watkins Glen, where the decision in the pass is kind of made before the corner before the chicane so you pretty much have to you you guys are going to have to learn through the practice tomorrow but mainly through the race through the xfinity race watching that and also your own race on sunday where the passing zones are where you're going to have to say, okay, you've got the pass. It's your 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 right. pass. You know, and, and are you seeing where the passing zones are yet? Are, you, are are the drivers talking about that yet? You know, you try to visualize it while you're out there, especially when I was at the test. You know, because you want to work on your car and your handling in those areas where you think you can pass. And um, so I really thought about it during that test. Where are the few areas that you can do that? Um, and you know, the Xfinity race can go one of two ways. It can be really calm tomorrow, and we not see any craziness, and then the Cup race will be out of control or vice versa which i think the xfinity race is going to be super exciting uh there'll probably be a lot of carnage and that usually calms everybody down for sunday so um you just never know and, and like you said you just got to pay attention and be a student throughout the weekend and watch um and then when you get into the race you'll find that rhythm and you'll find those spots and uh for everybody i think it's going to be a little bit different i don't see a lot of uh side by side going into that uh, final chicane though michael i was reading an article i think in the charlotte observer uh some things that you talked about and especially uh, racing uh, in the playoffs and against drivers that are in the playoffs, and then uh, your motivation to just keep going. I think a lot of people out there and fans may lose sight. It's no different than it's always been when people were racing for a championship, yeah. but now we talk about the playoffs so much. Uh, but racing around those people, uh, the respect that you give them, I know you do that, but still get accomplished what you want to uh, is a real balance that you have to make. And it's, it's a very difficult situation, especially at a course like this where where we anticipate at Front Row Motorsports have a little bit more speed than we would on a normal weekend. Uh, we hope to be in that top 10. And if you're in that top 10, you're going to be mixing around with playoff. And and that's it's a tough spot. You, you want to be aggressive. You want to go for it. But you don't want to put somebody in a bad spot. You don't want to have you know an entire championship come down to a mistake that you made. Uh, but we got our own race going on as well. We're racing for you know what we set our goals at the beginning of the year, and we still have a lot to achieve. Um, and so you're not going to give anything up, but I do take extra 
care when I'm around somebody that's uh, in the playoffs. And um, and it's a tough spot to be in. And, and on Sunday, it's going to be a really tough spot here in particular. Uh, Talladega, places like that. You know, it's just uh, it's an interesting uh, format, you know, for the guys that are not inside the playoffs. But to the end of the line, you know, if, if I have an opportunity to win a race, I'm going to go for it. And uh, But if you're running 15th and you're three wide going in that final chicane and you got the 78 and the 18 around you, you might think about backing out. You don't want to be in that <laughs> story. So, um, you know, you just got to risk first reward and be smart. And, and um, But we still have a lot to accomplish as a team, and, and the year's not over, and, and we hope to uh, get that ball rolling this weekend. This year has been pretty interesting for you guys. You guys have shown out at a lot of races, uh, had a great qualifying and a great run going at Daytona. Good qualifying effort today. This is something we're seeing quite often from you guys throughout the season is sort of sort of outperforming people's expectations. What's the state of Front Row Motorsports right now and going into next year? Yeah, it's been great. You know, it's fun to be a part of that. You know, it's my first year with Front Row Motorsports, so um, they're having a great year, one of the best years that Front Row's had um, with improvement and performance, and it's just fun that I get to drive it on this year that <laughs> I fell into it. Um, but, it, yeah, it's been great. You know, we, we have uh, made great gains all year long. A lot of that comes from, you know, our partnership with uh, with Ford and with Ford Performance, allowing us the technology to uh, to make advancement in simulation and engineering support. Um, and then with our alliance with Roush Fenway, as well and everybody at Front Row Motorsports and uh, Bob Jenkins commitment you know he's uh, he's spending a lot of his own money to be out here and to be competitive but he's committed to the sport of NASCAR and he's given us the tools to uh, to go challenge for those top 20s you know um, we kind of kid about it uh, you know at Indy I was racing side by side with the 48 for 17th on the last lap if you would have gave me a bottle of champagne, I would have sprayed it after the race. You thought I won. And I know he's getting out of the car like, oh, my gosh, this was terrible. I was racing the 34 on the last lap. Uh, but for us, you know, for, for us to have top 20 runs on those big ovals where it's big horsepower downforce, to have runs like that has been really great. And my teammate David Reagan is, uh, has been an awesome asset for me. Uh, being on an island the last few years by myself, not having somebody to, uh, to really, you know, look at data and talk about how we go about the race weekends and, He's been awesome to uh, to to be a, a teammate with, and um, you know, obviously a lot of experience as well. So it's been a lot of fun at Front Row. We're we're enjoying it, and hopefully we'll keep progressing. Well, you are a driver. A lot of people should pay attention to for Sunday. I know DJ will because you're on his fantasy. You are. All right. yep. Got you're you right already there. there. Yep. Well, well, with that poor qualifying, I might help get some passing points or something for yeah. you, right? Whatever it takes. <laughs> All right, good. Find good. yourself inside that top ten somewhere, and we'll both be extremely happy. How well, about that? we could do it in the uh, K Love Ford this weekend. We uh, we got a shot at it. All right, Michael McDowell, the qualified 18th in that number 34, as he said, Caleb uh, Ford. Thanks, Michael, for coming over, Thank spending some time with Appreciate us. It. We're having a lot of fun here on a Fan Friday. We're not the only ones. Rutledge Wood is having a great time, too. You know, Krista, when you are cruising around, when you're cruising around in the infield and you want to find something fun, sometimes you can see a vintage car like this. And it'll change everything. Suddenly, I came over here. I met my new pal, Jerry. Jerry, you bought this thing in 73? Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. how many races have you been to at Charlotte with this truck? Every race since May, uh, May of 66. I mean, of 73. It's been to every one of them. Everyone with this truck? Yep. Yes, sir. That's unbelievable. So you know this guy across from us, don't uh, you? That's a couch, man. I know him. I don't know him personally, but I do know of him. And, uh, and he does a great thing, especially in May for the troops. And it's so cool. Let's show you who Jerry's talking about. Jerry, thanks, buddy. I love your truck. So when he's talking about the couch, man, hey, brother, we're talking about really, guys, I think this might be the idea behind the Lego movie. If you have kids and you've seen it, maybe if you haven't, it's a great time to check it out. This is uh, one to 18 people. 
Let's make it 19. We're going to climb up here. Here we go. We're going to talk to the couch man. Uh, you guys might just want to move that way. This is going to get exciting here in a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. There it is. Listen, listen, is it true that you are the inspiration for the Lego movie? I mean, they got the, the double-decker couches from you, I think. No, no, no. They, that's a cheap payoff. I never got no money. I never, never seen a check. Never I never seen a check. You know what's weird is with the Roval, we're always used to seeing you right over there, aren't we? I yeah. mean, you are a legend. When people see the cars go into turn one, the couch man is right there with them. Yeah. Well, we got a problem with that because I was 15 on the list this time. I should have been about three or four. So I don't know where these other people were, but I wanted some of these spots up in here. But I didn't get them. Well, you know what, Marcus? I'm sure Marcus is watching. We're gonna make sure you get bumped up on that list because you are you again, the couchman. You are a legend but, but here every year. This is a killer spot. It is because the cars come down. They go out. They said today some of the people said from the top of that hill to where they go back on the road course is a 70 foot drop. So they drop 70 foot going through these. You can see them go up over there and it'll just cock up. It's crazy because when you when you look at the infield and how they've changed it, mm -hmm. did you have any idea it was going to be this crazy to watch? No, I never thought this. I thought, well, when we had the circle, we was good. <laughs> and they said, listen, we'll just give you most of the circle, a lot of the infield. Yeah, give some of the circle, take some of way, give you what you're going to get, you know. But it's just been funny. We, we've dealt with what we've got. And when I called in, I got, I got, I got this whole row here, which was nine spots. I got 11 on this spot because I got 20 spots in the infield. That, that's how many you got? Yeah, yeah. Plus, I got two more. Plus, I got two more down there. I sail under the table nobody knows about. We got secret <laughs> spots? <laughs> yeah. Bill, you are, you are a wild man. Well, Did you know when you first started showing up to the races that, that you would become the couch man and everybody would know you? No, Want to come hang no, with you? No, no, never thought that. Never thought that. I mean, never. Do you know any of these people? They look like a lot of fun, but I can't tell. Are they, did they just show up when they saw you pull up here? Well, yeah, we had to get relocated this time. So we were, we're not down there. So we're trying to get everybody to get up here. Well, with the access and this and that, it's really been crazy. It has been crazy, hasn't it? Well, guys, there is so much fun. I mean, for the record, we can see Stroker Ace playing on the big screen. Bill's here with the couches. Jerry's got his truck. And Jeff Burton, it is reported that he is on his way down here to the infield with us. Uh, thanks for having us. Maybe I'll see you Sunday. Take care. Have if you got day. extra room for me to watch, I'd, I'd like to come join you. Well, we will find a place for you. I'll call. I'll call. Hey, hey, I'll call somebody for you. You will. You're a good man. I'll call somebody. I can see Jeff Burton. This is going to be a great time, Krista. Hold on to your hats. I'll call somebody Here, for you. That is fantastic. I just don't think Couchman realizes that we're on national television when he says, I've got secret spots. They're not yeah. a secret anymore. He's got a couple under the table that he sells. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. No. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, the man's got 20 spots yeah. in the infield. Goodness. Leave it I mean, to Rutledge to get that kind of information out yeah. of somebody in the infield. And he probably knows how much beer he's got and everything else, too. So. Pretty interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. So uh, they're just, oh, he has koozies. He has he's koozies. got his own hat. His own koozies. He's got a hat on, says Couch Man. Yeah. He even signed it right there for Rut. That's a signature. Yeah. That was a <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> All right. So that's just a little bit of what Relage, that's like a taste, just a sample of where uh, what Relage is going to find here over the next hour. So we can't wait to see what happens when Burton uh, joins him. And we're also going to talk about qualifying. You know Kurt Busch, A.J. Allmendinger are excited. That's your front row for Sunday. Did you just last year, must have anything this year? No. 
I'm not. I'm gonna stick to my current shaving routine, I believe. No, I'm not growing any uh, playoff beard or mustache. I wanna be lightweight and, uh, and aerodynamic. I have a lot of pressure for my five-year-old right now to, to shave the beard. I don't know if you know where I drive, uh, but we are very clean cut, so there's no, uh, no, no playoff beards coming my way. <laughs> I get away with my hair hairs as is. I don't want to push the envelope. Maybe I'll do a mustache, like my emoji or something like that. I'm going with the clean cut excuse because it sounds a lot better than I can't grow a beard. You have to tune in to find out. Sunday. He's doing our promos for us. Ryan Blaney joins <laughs> us now. And uh, yeah, you heard Joey though, teammates say you can't do it, but the emoji might be a good way to go with Ryan. Well, that's why I did the emoji. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have that option, but that looks like a little bit older me and um, you had some input on this, I heard. A little bit of input, yeah. So I made some shirts, and uh, that's kind of part of the shirt. I thought I wanted to do like a funny comic book-themed T-shirt, and yeah. uh, that was part of it. So we decided to do it with the emoji as well. So um, it was about half and half, people who liked it and thought it was funny and people who thought it looked terrible. But Well, that's not bad if you get 50% of them like it. That's, that's better than most things. Yes. Usually it's less than 50% of people who like it. So, so driving for Roger... He won't let you grow a beard. Um, so for judging from Joey. So it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said it there is I, I get away with my hair on my yeah. head, and I can't grow a very good beard like you or Dale, and um, you guys can both do that well. And I, I mine's splotchy. I need about a month to do it solid. So maybe in the off season I'll go mustache. I'm not a big beard fan. I'm more of a mustache guy. And Hendrick, it was always unspoken. <laughs> Yeah. Rule that you had to have, have your shirt tucked in, wear slacks, yeah. clean shaven, and you just kind of break the rules a little bit at a time, not all at once. Right. And then for, by about the third or fourth year, you're doing whatever you want. Right, right. <laughs> Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Right? Yeah. 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 Are there going to be rules broken here on Sunday in this race? There's going to be rules broken. There might be a lot of parts and pieces broken. Hearts broken. Hearts broken. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. It, I know a lot of people watch practice. I know you guys did. And it was uh, it was really, really hard. The, the racetrack is so, one, it's slippery. There's not a lot of grip there. It's really tight. Every, there's a lot of parts that are really narrow, and there's nowhere to really run off. Uh, like right here, we're at the exit chicane on the backstretch. That tire barrier was so close, and you're trying to get so much speed, and I just barely clipped it. At the time, I didn't even know I clipped it. I just thought I hit one of those blue rumble strips, yep, and it, it did yep. a lot of damage. Oh, You've seen some other drivers hit that and clip it, and it really just grabs a race car and tears it up. So um, it'll be very interesting when we have 40 cars out on the racetrack for sure. So uh, tomorrow's race should be fun, and, and Sunday's race will be uh There'll be a lot of people who I think are going to really enjoy watching it from the stands. So. You ended up with a really good qualifying effort. I mean, yeah. did that surprise you being able to go out there and put down such a good lap after the trouble you had today in practice? Um, I wouldn't say surprising, just kind of relieving. I messed up enough today in practice. I felt really bad for the 12 group for making them fix a lot of stuff. And, uh, man, I felt awful. And uh, you go back and you have a few hours before qualifying and you kind of look at some things where it can be better. We didn't make a mock run. Um, in practice and only got like seven or eight laps. So I didn't have a lot of, of time, but luckily, um, you know, we got it fixed up really nice and, and we're able to work on it really well. And, and uh, I thought I actually could have been a little bit better in the second round and I messed up the last chicane over here. It's, it's so tough going from the banking onto the flat. It's really rough and you're hard on the brakes and downshifting a couple times, but 
yeah, it was it was nice to kind of clean things up, and it makes me feel better um, when I can do a better job because I didn't do a very good job today in practice. Playoffs bring a lot of pressure, extra pressure. Uh, I know that as a race driver, you perform every week with pressure, but trying to move through to the next round uh, on something that nobody's raced on, uh, have you given it a lot of thought, or do you just look at it, hey, I go do my job, and we'll see where this shakes out? I've always just trying to – I've always kind of been just let's just go do our jobs. Let's not really worry about anybody else, even though that's hard to do because you're obviously you're worried about people when you're in the spot that we are at the cutoff race uh, and having to have a really good day and and beat some really fast cars here this weekend. Um, It's kind of hard to just focus on yourself, but I feel like that's when our team does the best job uh, is when we can just do our own thing and not worry about the other drivers. But they are in the back of your mind just because you have to outrun those guys and and try to beat them to advance and have a shot at a championship. So uh, you try not to let it consume you, but it's always in the back of your mind. What are the things that you can do to prepare to get ready for this race, not knowing this track very well? What are some of the things you can do outside the race car to to sort of slow up that learning curve a little bit? I think, you know, all the data we have now, uh, the SMT stuff, you can you can literally go and, and pick any car you want to watch and you can watch their lap. And it's pretty accurate. The lines and throttle and brake traces and shift points, uh, that part is, has helped a lot. All the drivers use it um, during practice, in between practice and qualifying. Uh, in between, between qualifying rounds. rounds. Yeah, oh, for sure. People use the heck out of it. So it's crazy. Uh, that's really the first year we've had it. Um, usually, you know, it's just dartfish. And here it's it's almost like dartfish, but you can follow your car and pick other cars, and you get to see throttle and, and brake traces. So uh, that part has helped, but, you know, no one's raced here before. Yeah. So it's uh, what about everyone's learning. We did do a lot of time in the simulator. Uh, I didn't get in it this week, but before we came and tested here about six weeks ago, we used it up a lot. Uh, so that's been a great tool uh, for everybody, I feel like. But and watching that Xfinity race tomorrow, I think that's going to be really good to see how everyone races, kind yeah. of where passing zones are and stuff like that. When you think about cup races and the length of a lot of them, we talk about 400 miles, 500 miles, 600 miles here you ran mm-hmm. on the oval. Uh, yeah, and you and fans may look and say, oh, well, this is only 109 laps. That's going to be a hard yeah. 109 laps, isn't it? Oh, for sure. For sure. It may seem short, but it's uh, it's going to be a lengthy race, that's for sure, and especially how difficult it is to get around here. You're, how many turns is this place? 17. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that is times 109, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's a lot of turns, a lot of places to mess up and make mistakes. So you just want to run all day i think that's the biggest thing is is don't beat yourself don't take yourself out of contention and you just hope you're in a spot towards the end of the race where you can try to advance and make the most out of the situation you're in but yeah it'll be it'll be a long day especially uh for us driving it it's um, a tough place like i said and when it's a such a tough racetrack like this it feels like it's a really long race you know darlington is a one of is the toughest racetrack i think we go to and it's such a long race just sitting it's a long race time wise but it's a super long race driving it you guys know just because it's so hard and you're focused 110 percent every single lap so yeah we're seeing in testing a lot of guys have trouble in turn three mm-hmm. downhill to the right yeah. but we didn't really uh, see much you know much issues at other parts of the racetrack what are some of the other t- more difficult parts of this racetrack that you're seeing mm-hmm. today yeah um turn three i i actually wrecked there and when i tested here um because like you said it's kind of an off camber right hand turn there's not a lot of grip and you want to arc out a lot into that corner because that's what you're taught is to get the best arc into that corner and you can't do it i don't know if it's just dirty slippery or whatever uh, so you're kind of straight into that corner and your car is really light uh, so we've seen some trouble in three turn four is really tough trying to get back to the gas um honestly five six and seven that's a really difficult place because there's so many elevation changes going there it's, it's really hard to see on tv how 
much you go, you know, you climb a hill, then you drop down in six, then you climb back up it in turn seven. Uh, those parts are really tough. We've seen a lot of troubles in the backstretch chicane because there's so much time to be made up there that everyone is trying to break a foot deeper every lap, let off the brakes, you know, a car length quicker every lap and, and trying to get back to the gas. So uh, I think those are the biggest problem spot you'll see, you know, three, four, five, six, and the chicane and the backstretch. We've talked to most of the drivers, and I talked to a number of the Xfinity drivers today about passing opportunities. But if you get down to the last lap of this race and you're needing a spot from the guy in front of you, do you have somewhere in mind, or are you you going to have a better idea of that once Sunday plays out a good bit? But if you had to say right now, do you think you have in mind where that might would be? <laughs> Not yet. Um... Uh, you know, you said it best. I think once you get racing on it and and we'll watch the race tomorrow and kind of see where drivers are trying to outbreak each other or good passing zones, you can get a runoff. I think one of the best spots is off of turn eight when you go back up onto um, the oval track turn one, because that's a really long straightaway to try to out drag race somebody. So if you can put the throttle down there um, and it's tough because it the corner forces you out to the wall. And so if you can kind of keep your car turned and pointed and be able to run the line and if you have a little bit of position going on into the chicane on the back, you hope that you have the spot. <laughs> It'll be pretty difficult if two cars try to run in there side by side. Um, the bus stop at Watkins Glen is really tough for that, and you see cars wrecked there all the time. And there's a lot more room at Watkins Glen than back there. So, How do you think uh, restarts are going to be going down to turn one? Everybody, you know, Nobody's going to have to go through the chicane, so the yeah. whole field's going to be heading into turn one yeah. with the potential to make passes and yeah, you know, we're we're sitting here on this box, and I'm looking right at turn one where we're going to go, and I don't know. I, I don't know. It's hard enough to go through their single file, and then on restarts is going to be really, really tough. And I, I think the one of the big problems is if there's a problem off of the off of turn one, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Like it just it see, funnels in. Like if a, you know, with this wall here, can you see around turn to turn one very far? Not really. Right. Not really, especially when you're looking at your apex of the corner. Right. That's what you look at when you're going in there. And, so you can't really see off of turn one, there's walls and, and barriers there. And then off of turn two, there's an inside wall and an outside wall. You can't see anything. So blind in a lot of places. A lot of blind spots. And then what'll be interesting is we're sitting on pit road right now. You know, pit road exit ends at the original pit road exit. So you have a lot of racetrack uh, to try to go and you can't see the cars that are in between one and two. So if you're racing somebody and someone's coming, that's going to be Somebody a jumps funnel out of pit effect. Road <laughs> yeah. In, in, it's going to surprise you. In the middle you. of a battle. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to hey guys. be okay with your spotter. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we, we stay away from that, but there's a lot of uh, calamity corners for sure. And, uh, it should be really exciting to, to watch and be a part of, and just hopefully we stay out of that chaos. There, so. there was getting, you were talking about getting down uh, through turn, off of turn four, the old NASCAR four, it's basically turn 15, 16, 17. So yeah. coming down onto that transition, I hear is very, very bumpy. Yeah. Guys are locking up left front tires, which is yeah. the outside tire. Yeah, it, it's crazy how that happens. So, you know, you've done the the hot pit road entries yes. for the all-star race before it's almost like that yeah. um but you're having to slow down a lot sooner um granted maybe you're not going as fast but this is a, a road course setup car you know they're not meant to do that and um it is really rough once you, it's hard to just stay wide open through three and four the way it is your car is kind of moving all around and it's rough down there and and then really as soon as you turn off the track is when you're hard on the brakes so you know, transitioning, turning, and being that hard on the brakes, they all don't really go well together. Uh, they always upset the car, and then you're trying to shift, downshift twice. So that makes it really difficult. So that's where I actually messed up qualifying. I wasn't pointed in the right spot when I got on the brakes, and it it kind of got me offline. But it is tough, especially 
if you have a chance to try to outbreak somebody in that corner, it's going to be tough to do. Uh, it's tough enough by itself right now. And like you said, I've seen a lot of guys lock up tires or blow it and just run through the um, the infield grass. Yeah. So far, that so, turf's holding up pretty good. The turf yeah, is so great. Yeah. It's going to get more tests, too. It will. Yeah, yeah. A, good I'm luck with all that. The turf. Just talking yeah. about anyway. It yeah. took me that this whole time, by the way, to do the math. 109 laps, 17 turns, 1,853. Wow. wow. If I, but it took me that whole time. And she didn't I use her phone. I didn't. She no, I think did you saw me done with the scratch paper. Yeah. So, but it took me the entire that's interview good, to figure it good. out. I was so wondering they, where you were. You didn't say anything. Your mind was all It was that, and then Stroker Ace is over your shoulder. Yeah. So it was Stroker Ace and my math equation. Yeah, he was born to race. Yeah. So thanks. You always come over and, and give us some of your time here on NASCAR America, so yeah. thanks. Ryan Blaney, four points above the cut line, trying to advance uh, into that next round of 12. So last, uh, we had Rutledge. He was with Couchman in the infield. Rutledge, where are you now? I wish I was closer to Ryan Blaney since he has the best emoji hands down. But you know what? I have found another one of my favorites. I found Jeff Burton. We're over here at the Motel 8 is what it says right here on the nose. Instead of their classic tagline, we'll leave the light on for you. Over here, they'll leave the Bud Light on for you. Uh, Jeff, are, are you having a great time so far on Fan Friday? I have to admit I wasn't listening to Blaney's interview because I was watching Stroker Ace on the big screen. <laughs> that had me. I, I, it's hard for me to focus on more than one thing. I saw Stroker Ace, but you, got, you guys have been coming here forever. You brought the bus here forever. Get, tell me about your story. Okay, um, we've been coming since 1987. Um, Davey Allison was our true first driver that we really loved watching. Um, years ago, I was able to do a heart scan on Davey, and I've got his the photo, the ultrasound of Davey's heart scan here, so it's very proud for us. Joey Knuckles is also a very good friend of mine, and we would love for y'all to vote for him for the Hall of Fame, to get him in the Hall of Fame. Davey made it this year. Let's get Joey in the Hall of Fame. So when they, when, when they call you Doc... That, that's true. You are an actual doctor. No, I'm a Navy corpsman. Oh, okay. So that's my, my nickname by the Marines. So I, I spent awesome. time with the United States Navy and the United States Marine Corps, and now I do veterinarian work. I do ultrasound on veterinarian animals and stuff. You, must, so know cool. my, you must know my family, as many pets as we have. <laughs> Everybody does. Well, thanks for your service. i got to know, how did you guys make it all happen with this fantastic bus? We went to Raleigh and bought it for $1,000 at the bus barn back in 2000. And once we got it back to Charlotte, I have some friends who were carpenters. So they did all the carpentry work. Then I have some friends that are mechanics. They did that kind of work. And then we had some painters. So I know the, the paint has faded a lot, but we're getting ready to wrap it. And we're going to do a Davy Allison scheme. You're going to wrap the wrap bus? The bus and we're going to do a number 28. Wow. And I'm going to guess start. it's going to cost a hair more than that $1,000 yes. that the bus barn did. Yes, sir, it will. But that's okay. We're doing it because we love NASCAR. And you know what? We should give a shout out to the sign gal who did all the hand, hand lettering on here. She did an amazing job. She did amazing job yeah she's from lucia north carolina so if you guys know of a sign everyone to touch base with her she does a great job also so when you wrap this bus you have to wrap it so that it's vintage you can't make it all nice and neat and clean you got to have a vintage it's got to look like it's old a little you, patina if yes you will. Uh, little, yeah we should probably put some tire marks on it and stuff yeah, like there that you, go. you know th that kind of thing doc you know what's interesting we we all call jeff the mayor but in this uh minute and a half you have uh campaigned for a friend to make the hall of fame uh we've given two shout outs to local businesses i think thus far you might be the new mayor of the infield here with the with the roval awesome we'd love that all right yes <laughs> i mean they they were formerly the oval nuts now they added an r and now it's the roval nuts what's for dinner tonight i see the grill you got the big grill out here what are you, what's what are you cooking um, for dinner california tri-tip from coronado from the united states navy base it's phenomenal you need to come back and get you some 
I'm, who said we were had, leaving? Have you had tri-tip before? Definitely more popular of a cut out west. Uh, are you going to, uh, do you have big jalapeno peppers? Because Mr. Mr. Rutledge would try we can, one. We can make that happen. Okay, hey, so right. he's in for yes. that. Brett, he's in for that. that. Brett, you see that picture behind you? Uh, this picture here? Yeah. That's, of this incredibly good-looking dude? That's Dad when he drove for Bud Moore. That's him. That's the hardest he've ever leaned on a Ford, because if he leaned on it any harder, it'd blow the motor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, what, what a... St and for the record, look at look at my man's running shoes. Like, he made he made tough look Let's good. Let's ask Dale Jarrett when they started wearing actual uh, driver's shoes. Oh, it, gosh. I, I drove for a long time before I right, ever had... Shoes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, there's a there's a lot of nostalgia, and and, and your cabinet friend did a great job. Jeff and I got a lovely tour. We did. I we, feel like I we invite ourselves as usual. We did. It's the right thing to do. But there's so many people down here that seem to love the Roval. Have you guys enjoyed it so far? Awesome. It's been wonderful. I'd have to give a shout out to my friends from Florida, who they couldn't make it, and they gave me this spot. I'm usually on the fence over there. Yeah. So they gave me this spot to put the bus in here. So While you're at one. it, why don't you give a shout out to the boys back at the shop? <laughs> you got your sponsors in. You got you got uh, you got to got you the spot. So you need to give a shout out back to the boys. For the tri -tip. Yes. Yep. The thundering yeah. herd. The flag behind is Marshall. Yes, give a shout out to the thundering yes. herd. Oh yeah, the thundering herd, Marshall. Oh, yes, we are Marshall for sure. Yes. Great pit, Krista. I don't know why you guys aren't down here, too. We can move the pit box. You know, it's on wheels. Oh, yeah. oh. do we have time? Yeah, there's 25 oh. minutes. Let's do it. Come join us. We'll get the tri-tip going. Burton, okay. you want to go see some more stuff? Let's go. Guys, we're going to keep exploring, but if you come to the infield, come say hi to Doc. Check out the Motel 8. They'll leave the Bud Light on for you. Okay, so, so far we've heard from Doc the Mayor and the Couch Man, and we're just halfway through the show. Yeah. That's pretty solid. That's awesome. All right, so we're uh, we're not even close to being done yet. We'll see what else is in the Roval infield. There's Stroker Ace on the big screen. Uh, so we have that going on too. My God, what a weekend for a sports fan. And then you throw in SNL there on Saturday night. If I got up tomorrow morning, like the same time I did this morning, start watching golf, then I might be up like 40 straight hours or something <laughs> between everything going on. But you, it's going to be pretty cool. You saw some good stuff, though. Yes, and the Ryder Cup. How about this shot from Tony Finau? on the 16th hole. They were dead even in their match. And watch this, Junior. You can't do this. This hits off the wood right there. It looked like it was going in the water but hits the edge wow. and goes up on the green like three and a half, four feet from the hole. He makes birdie, and they win their match one up. Pretty cool stuff. Incredible. Never know what you'll see from these guys. Yeah, the Americans took a 3-1 lead in the morning session. The Europeans swept the afternoon. Coverage of the Ryder Cup continues Saturday on NBC. Big event weekend. All the good stuff, Sunday night football, of course, NASCAR playoffs uh, here at the Roval. Okay, what do you think Rutledge is up to now? I don't know, but I'm sure we're going to enjoy it. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to just, yeah, well, I don't know what we're, uh, Rutledge, where are you and who are you with? Krista, it was like the bat signal went out and what we saw, Jeff Burton and I saw in the sky, we're like, someone got a new job. And so we followed it over 
And who did we find, Jeff? Mr. Hemrick. We Over found. Play- and you were talking about a great sports week on NBCSN. Nothing to compare to this. What is this you're playing? Um, yeah, ask my Mooresville natives over here. I'm not exactly sure, but we were cruising around, giving away some Smoky Mountain herbal snuff, and uh, they were having a good time. So I figured, why not? I've had a good day. May as well cap it off with these guys. Twenty bucks, Ruck can't make it. Oh, just that. like that, Steve. Which can you want to oh, pick? Here. Take the front one. Front one, it is. All right, Daniel Hemrick. Right, Twenty dollars. You got to match it because you got a job. Oh, we're up forty. That's what I'm talking about. I get a shot. Listen, right? Oh yeah, no you get a pressure. shot. I mean, you get we a shot. already know you're. Boom! Oh. For next year. So what else we got going over here? We got big jingle going on. Look at you. Look at this. Full oh. size jingle. Oh yeah. There it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Daniel, you just get full size. Just walk with us. Here, I got you these beats. It's a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy. Did you? Come on. Come oh, on. Guys, do you hear that? Shh. Jeff it's a dragon. You didn't it's very, shoot. It's very rare in these parts. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You didn't dragon. shoot. Or is your shot that bad? How can the Duke, big Duke basketball fan not shoot Ooh. there? Burton, all come right, on. All right. I got to go shoot. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, think, go shoot. I think that's what happened. I, I got to shoot. What, I think your what, what is this game called that you guys are? Let's see Burton shoot here, see what come kind on. of shot he's Come got. on. Let's go. Let's put the see pressure. Oh, hold the, the mic. League. He said hold the mic, Daniel. Boo. Come on. No, you're supposed to get it in the cans. Not even close. It's supposed to go in the cans. Not even this close. This is for people that like beer. What is this game called? I think, oh. Krista, this is... Oh, Raindrops! Yes, what, is it, what is this game called? From Mooresville. I think this is essentially beer pong. Yeah, I got to redeem with, myself. Yeah. But with trash oh. I got to redeem myself. And, and, so, obviously, it's a lot better. It's a lot easier if you've been drinking, which you guys haven't. There we go. Well, nice. go That's a penalty? Nice. Dale, the commercial breaks are Imagine long. That. That's all I'm going to show you. It's a lot. Backstretch your cane too fast. It's an hour long <laughs> show. You had a good day, right, huh? And you, yeah, okay, man. It's a good day. It was fun to have speed on both sides of the garage. We get two. I've experienced that. So, try to take for what's worth. I'm not going to call it. I just want to get... So, you're now... You announced nice. you're going to full-time cup racing next year, and then you come in the infield, hang out with the fans. I mean, what, what's you're having a great day. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. It's uh, cool to be able to take the time, right, to come through here and see the people that uh, allow me to have a job now, next year, and support our sport. So it's, uh, it's cool to be a part of this. These guys, like I said, they were having a good time, and um, look forward to actually getting the race the rest of the year. I got everything planned for next year and ready to roll along with it. All right, so the main test tonight is I, I, I know you're a real racer, but I need you to, to prove it to me. I need okay. you to tell me what is happening on Stroker Ace right now. If you cannot tell me what scene this is yes. in Stroker Ace, tell I'm going to question who, your oh – Who is on Who is on that, that dining room cart that's being slid around there? Don't really putting the pressure on me here. I'll give you a hand. He has a mustache there. A mustache? Look he's who it co-worker. is. Look who it is. I have is. no idea who that guy is. Yeah, I think he's from the same hometown I am. Is that right? Where are you from? Kannapolis, North Carolina, baby. Well, you're you're half right. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt, uh, of course. Come on. Who is the other guy with the stash and the great hair? I don't think he matters. Does he? Does he matter? We're talking about Dale Earnhardt. Kyle Petty, if you're watching, <laughs> I am so sorry. Daniel didn't know that was you. Which, by don't the way, to be to clear, those. that is as short as Kyle Petty's hair ever was ever, in that movie. Uh, ever. That was the shortest ever. That's when everybody ever. called him a hippie, said he had to get a haircut. Hey, Rutledge? Yes, Chris. We know. Oh, go in there. Okay. We know because we saw the, the, the big screen, but where on your shirt are we? Because that's just my favorite oh, yeah. game. It's my favorite where, game to where play. Where on my shirt, Daniel, are we currently? Right we are currently. There. Oh, golly. <laughs> right there. We are currently right here. Right here. Do you hear the tire dragon? Oh, I love the game even more right now. Right just, this is, hey, when, you, when, fly, when people we? ask you, why aren't you in rut closer? We're just think fly. to yourself, because I'm a bully. <laughs> Daniel and I are going to bro out because he can point to a map without assaltig me. Is it just me or is this track bigger? 
right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Krista, it's hot shot here. It is medium shirt or all in a job for next year. And Punchy's having a great time. I wish you guys were down here with us. I know. Uh, but here. listen, we still have about 15 minutes left, Rutledge. Where on your shirt are you going next? Oh, that's a great question. It looks like we're heading to Perspiration Alley. Where's that bar? Where's that bar? Right through it. We're going to we'll find the bar. Get out of here. Uh oh, uh oh, oh there's no. more to come, Krista. Watch out. Oh, no. I feel like we shouldn't leave because I kind of want to know what's going to happen. But no question, Daniel Hemrick's having a great weekend so far. He's a, a great qualifying effort in the cup race. He's racing for an Xfinity Series championship. More from Fan Friday next. Wednesday night hockey kicks off with an action-packed doubleheader. First at 7.30 Eastern, the Washington Capitals raise their first Stanley Cup banner before hosting the Bruins. Then at 10.30, the Anaheim Ducks visit the San Jose Sharks. Wednesday night hockey begins this Wednesday on NBCSN. Our big event weekend goes into the middle of the week, I guess. Here's a look at our schedule tomorrow from the Roval here at Charlotte. It all leads up to Xfinity Series playoff racing at 2.30 Eastern here on NBCSN. But stick around after the race because we've got the premiere of NASCAR Decades, the 90s, part two. Oh, favorite TV show, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell was a good one when I was younger. <laughs> Living Color was awesome in the 90s. Fire Marshal Bill was fantastic. Beavis and Butthead's classic. I mean, who didn't like that? At my house, I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. I kept getting in trouble for watching it. I can't even watch them without thinking of Brad and Joey and I. Joey and Brad next to each other, and then the photo of Beavis and Butthead, it literally is Brad and Joey. And when Joey laughs sometimes, it looks like Butthead laughing. Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski can carry on normal conversations apart, but the moment that they see each other, it's just like, oh, oh, oh. I saw your car, dude. It caught on fire. Fire! You guys are laughing. Well, that's so oh, true. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, I, I, I feel for Rupp because I, had, I wasn't able to watch that at my house either. I would go to my sister's to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but because uh, I couldn't afford cable. But that's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I can't wait for that show. I saw the first half of it earlier today, and uh, they do such a great job on it. I mean, uh, it's always fun to look back. Yeah, when you're, when you're kind of a part of it and you're sitting there talking about these things and trying to relive part of that and then see how our talented crew puts all of this together, uh, it's just amazing. So a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing this. Well, and the thing with the 90s, it doesn't feel or seem like it was that long ago. And then you talk about some of the things, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's not even around anymore. They had the lead singer of the band Sponge, and a lot of people might not know who that band is, but they are a big band in the 90s, and I was a huge fan of theirs. And uh, so pretty cool to get people from other parts of pop culture from the 90s to talk about NASCAR and things like that. So that was really neat. All right. So that's coming up after the Xfinity Series race tomorrow. But we still have more to come here on Fan Friday at the Roval. Uh, the Ferris wheel. There it is. Every yeah. track, Junior, you said. They had the Ferris wheel at Vegas. They got it here. I know. We're bringing Ferris wheels everywhere. And who is that guy? Look at that. Who is that guy? More from Rut next. here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Normal to see crew chiefs out there kind of maybe checking timing lines, but we saw the pole sitter, Kurt Busch, out there just a few moments ago. Yeah, it's a little different to see that, but it's a completely different. Yeah, pit road's the same to this point, and then 
you got to make a hard left, but knowing exactly as a driver where that last timing line is, I think that they're looking at to make sure that you don't make any mistakes. Once you get past that, then it's kind of wide open from there until you join the party again. That's why Kurt Busch is on the pole. That's why he's successful is because he does the little things yeah. and uh, doesn't leave anything uh, unnoticed or undiscussed, untalked about. So no surprise really to see those guys down there trying to figure out every little advantage or disadvantage about pit road and where they should Pit, pick their stall and so forth. Well, Kurt's not the only one doing some work right now uh, at the track. Some some uh, cosmetic maybe fixes. We, we've seen the, the tire packs, the wall, the, the turtles, if you will, uh, all the things. So they're doing a little uh, a little reconstruction out there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them alter a little bit of the, some of these things that they're doing over there in the chicane as they learn from what's happening to uh, those parts and pieces as those cars make contact with that barrier and so forth, they'll make adjustments to make it better for everybody, not just the track, but got to deter those guys from cutting that part of the racetrack, but also got to make it so that they, you know, get through there safely. Yeah, get through there safely. I'll have to say, when we were out there yesterday and looked at that, I, I mean, I thought that some drivers might hit that and move it quite. I had no idea just going by it was going to do the damage that this done I to agree. a few cars. That we've seen, yeah, a handful yeah. of times. So I know in the in the meeting this morning, Rutledge and I were, were both writing down the same word. They have a forklift. Just for that purpose, <laughs> Rutledge. You know, Krista, every day is an adventure here. I can tell you that. The day has been really fun. Jeff and I, for the record, it's a lot like turning a light on, on your porch on a summer night. We will find things that are going to attract us, and that's that's currently what we did. <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that yeah. for just a moment. Jeff said, let's go find something cool. So we found this bus hand-painted. Mom was in the bus. There's Mom. There's she Mom painted right there. It, right? And, uh, and you guys are from Rock Hill. How, how long have you been coming out here to Charlotte? Uh, I'm 48. been coming since I was 17. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And is that is that sun drop in there? It's sun drop and jack fire. <laughs> so, that's, that's, I don't even I heard hear, fire. I heard fire and sun drop. How about the how about the roval? What do you guys think? Are you enjoying the roval so far? I love it, man. Love it. I come out here for auto fair and checked it out, walked around, man. But yes, yeah, it's awesome. I like it. Did you know there was going to be as much kind of insanity on the track as we saw today? No, 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 man. That that was just awesome. Being able to walk right there to the gate, man. We we just we love it, man. We appreciate it. Really do. That's so, awesome. It's a big deal. Uh, Dusty, can you give me – I don't want to put you on the spot. He's from Spartanburg. Can we get just like a little bit of wheelie? Can you raise it up for us one time before we go off air? Yeah, any way you want. I saw Dusty just wheeling across the track, and I asked him if he could just give us one. You know, for everybody at home, Jeff is very good on a bicycle. He's going to do a wheelie after Dusty, I think. Look at Dusty Look at go. My man. Raising it up. There you go. Hey, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, by the way, we only have 30 seconds. If you need to use the restroom, there is a. I'm good. There is an I'm outhouse good. right here. I'm good. I mean, you can use. There's a light on. Ooh, I don't know who's in there. I tell you what, you go in there and I'll lock that door. And keep I bet you, in you there. will. I, you know what? I definitely believe that. These guys are so crazy out here. Oh, and we got the redneck condo next door too. Isn't that what they called your apartment? It is something the, like that. The redneck condo. The Roval is awesome. Jeff Burton and I had a great time. Thank you guys for watching Fan Friday. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. 
Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz & Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.